When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Review a trader's trading plan. Um, I'm going to need your guys' help with that. I think it's going to be a good exercise, not only for seeing what adjustments we can make within the trading plan, but for you guys that maybe haven't gotten to the point where you're developing a trading plan yet, or maybe you're just about there. I think it's going to be a good exercise to kind of get an example of seeing what a trading plan has to be like. Um, but first, I got another question uh, from Ross. I want to read this real quick. He says, Akil, watch the video that Jason Greystone put on the platform about getting profitable as quickly as possible. One of the things he touched on was if he was in, say, two trades that were on yen crosses, he couldn't enter a third, even if all his entry rules were met. I think from memory, it was down to being overexposed, so having too much exposure to a single currency pair. So my question is, how do you make up those rules for your trading plan? Is it down to experience and over time um, that kind of rule will come into play or should we just know that? Um, does anyone have a plan or have any rules about kind of limiting their exposure to um, a, a single currency pair or, or even maybe a specific amount of trades uh, would be another example. Does anybody have any rules about that within their trading plan? Ooh, kite surfing gear. All right, so nobody has any rules about over overexposure. Has that been a subject that has interest interested anybody? Something that you pondered or something that you just don't worry about? Uh, Stuart said never really thought about it, to be honest. So here here is I'll, I'll give you the biggest example of the risks, right? So you guys have heard my story about how I blew like thirty thousand dollars and blah 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 blah. All right. Um, the main reason I, I blew that much money was because of overexposure in the market. I was trading a massive portfolio. I don't know how big my portfolio was at the time, but it, was, I, I it wouldn't surprise me if it was somewhere between 12 and 20 pairs. And within that portfolio was, when I tested it, what I did was I, I took all of the pairs that were profitable. I was trading a, a, a trend continuation strategy. And what I did was, and, and this answers another question from the platform, when I back tested it, right, it was a swing trading time frame, so I didn't really care about spread. Um, because you're trading the four hour charts in the daily. I don't really care if I have like a seven pip spread. It doesn't really make a big difference when you're shooting for like 200 pip targets. So when I did my back testing, what I did was I tested every single pair, every single pair that um, I had available to trade. And I just picked all the profitable ones, right? Or the most profitable ones. Um, and what happened is I had probably about, uh, I want to say I probably had about four or five yen crosses 
in my portfolio. So four or five pairs that involve the yen currency, whether it's dollar yen, euro yen, pound yen, Swiss yen, New Zealand yen, um, like that. And the yen, the yen crosses tend to have a little bit more correlation than the other crosses, especially if you're looking at the yen crosses with kind of minor pairs. So not necessarily like dollar yen or pound yen or euro yen, but once you start looking at like Aussie yen, Swiss yen, Canada yen, have you guys ever checked out those pairs? They, they tend to look almost the same. And with this year, you see that with the pound, some of the pound pairs as well, um, mainly because they're very Brexit driven. So you're seeing the same moves in pound because they're Brexit driven. You're seeing the same moves in, um, and when I, when I say it, it's, it's mostly with the miners. So like pound dollar and pound yen aren't going to look the same necessarily, but you start going like pound Swiss, pound New Zealand, pound Aussie, stuff like that against the minor pairs, that dominant pair is, is going to kind of reign supreme. Um, but anyway, so I was trading about probably, I think I had probably about five yen pairs um, at the same time in my portfolio. And I remember there being, I wasn't, I can't remember if it was a natural disaster or just some type of news announcement that basically gave the yen strength. I don't think it was a natural disaster. I think that was another incident, incident but it had to be something and it gave the yen strength and, and all the yen pairs did the same thing at once, right? So the three pairs I just showed you, they all did the same type of move. So I was filled in about five trades right in the same direction at the same time and they all moved the same way and that way didn't happen to be in the direction that i needed to make profit so i, I took losses on about five pairs at once so it was a massive hit all at once it was a, a probably a near maximum stop loss on five pairs at the exact same time something that you don't necessarily prepare for something that if i would have back tested better at the time um, I probably would have been a little bit more prepared for it. Um, so I took a massive drawdown at once. Now, it, wasn't a, it, it was still within my maximum allowable drawdown. I got, obviously, I wouldn't be trading that portfolio if it was out of that. But it was just a big hit at once. Um, and for me, the result was making, I, I got psychologically out of it. Um, I, I kind of lost all confidence. And you know, the rest of the story was I closed on my computer for a week. The week after that, all those yen pairs did the same move again in the opposite direction, and, and my trade signal would have involved me in those five trades, and I would have won double my money that I lost. But again, because I had the psychological breakdown, I just wasn't involved in the market. And not only did I catch the loser, but I missed the winner. Um, but that's a good example of kind of overexposure of, of, you know, everything is correlated in that sense. It's moving the same direction. Um, basically, you're taking the same trade with a much bigger position size, even though it's across pairs. Does that make sense? You're basically, you, you're over leveraged that a single trade because all of those, all of those pairs are correlated. You guys follow me? It's no longer like taking different trades. I'm essentially taking the same trade <laughs> on five pairs. Um, and it's good when it works out in your favor. It can be bad when it works out against you. So one of the rules that I put in is, you know, with the yen pairs and you'll see this with anything except for anything except for like the dollar and the dollar euro pound um i won't trade more than three three pairs i won't have more than three yen pairs in my portfolio and it's because of that so i know that i can get in and the ones that i trade aren't necessarily correlated but i know that if that happens again my max is three 
So I kind of have a similar rule to, to Jason. Jason says that if he's in two trades, he can't enter a third. Um, the only difference between my rule and, and Jason's is this, right? So I'm not a believer in... I'm not a believer in seeing a quality trading opportunity, a valid trading opportunity, and not taking it. This goes for the same thing where it's like I've talked about, hey, if you make a certain amount of profit in the day, do you just shut down for the day? No. If it's a valid trading opportunity, I have to take it. What if you take a certain amount of losses per the day? Do you shut down per the day or for the week? No. I just I keep taking trades, right? My job is to take valid trading opportunities. So if I have three valid trading opportunities on yen pairs, guess what I'm going to do? Seriously, type it in, guess. Easy answer, right? I'm going to take them. But how I protect myself is this, right? Because I only trade or only have three yen crosses in my portfolio, what's the maximum amount of yen pairs I can take at any given time? Three, right? So do you see how I have that built-in protection to my portfolio? So it's, it's not a decision where it's like, man, I'm in two positions right now. I can't take this third. No, I just don't even give myself the option. And just because it's, a, it's a, a core principle, a core belief of me, of mine, to not skip trading opportunities. Like if it's a valid trade, I take it because we, valid trades don't happen too often. And, and I... I believe in my edge. I want to, I don't fear from being in trades. I want to be in trades because I, I know my edge is strong. I see each trade as, a, as an opportunity, not small picture, but bigger picture, an opportunity to make money. So I want to be in them. So that's how I get that. That's how I work that rule. Um, yeah, I, I've avoided having to have that rule because I, I don't, it's not a rule that I want to have. Because then what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm basically judging, I'm comparing trading opportunities. I'm saying, well, dollar yen looks good. Canada yen looks good. Pound yen looks good. But I got to choose between, I, got, I can only choose two of the three, right? Now, does that sound like a consistent process? Or is that now, now I'm kind of trying to judge which trading opportunity is better than the other. Um, and I guess to a small sense, we can do that in our trading. We know that, we know our A plus trades. But assuming if assuming these things are correlated, you're getting the same signal. So if I'm getting the same signal on three pairs, do I really have a basis to kind of judge which is better than the other? Which two? It's kind of, now it's kind of like it's kind of like a crapshoot, right? It's kind of like a crapshoot. It's kind of like okay, I think dollar yen and dollar and euro yen are going to be the good ones, but Canada yen no. Now what happens when Canada yen wins? Oh, mm, dang it! I chose the wrong one, right? Now it's it's. It's no different than a uneducated gambling. So I don't, I don't want, I don't want to make that decision. I want to take every valid trading opportunity, but my way of protecting myself is just, again, not allowing myself to have more than that in my portfolio. Um, and that's a personal choice that you guys will have to make. And I don't, it's the best way for me because I have now I can avoid comparison and, and that situation. Um, but you can also make the case that it limits trading opportunities because now you have one less pair that's in your portfolio. Now, there are millions of pairs out there, so I don't think it's that hard to replace a pair. But if you are in a circumstance where it's like maybe the yen crosses are your best performing pairs and now you're choosing, I can only take three of them or choose three pairs to put in my portfolio versus four. And, and I really want that fourth. And also keep in mind, you're, you're, you know, three is my number. Um, your number doesn't have to be three. It could be two. It could be one, it could be five, 
Um, so not, I, don't, I don't want you guys under the impression like three is this magic number that it has to be. Uh, Gilbert says, do you not skip based on your back testing expectancy? Um, do you not skip based on your back testing expectancy and how that would mess it up? Um, can you re can you rephrase that, uh, Gilbert? Not not quite sure. I understand the question. Are you saying that's the reason I don't skip? I'm a little I'm a little late seeing it, so I'm kind of out of context right now. Sorry. Me apologize. In reference to Jason's videos in the ends pairs. Um, so you said, I would not, yeah, I, I would not skip, no. But, do, but yeah, I would not skip because my rules say take every valid trading opportunity. So I would not skip. But I don't, it's, you know, if your rule is, if your rule is you can only have exposure to two, then once you're in two, I would take the first two that occur. Once you're in two, um, then you just can't take the third. You cancel orders on the third. Um, the only dilemma would be if, if it's, let's say they're all advanced pattern formations, let's say they're all swing trading, um, and you know, you set your orders in advance and th all three are filled at the same time, then you have to have some type of action plan where it's like, well, do you decide to exit one or do you stay in all three? That, that would be a major dilemma in my eyes, right? Say, say I have four pattern formations setting up or three pattern formations setting up and I just put my limit order there and, and you know that's what I do with patterns. I put my limit order there and when it hits, it hits. What if all three get hit at the same time? Or by the time I check my charts, what if all three get hit? Now you need to have an action plan. How do you handle that situation? Because you're only supposed to be in two trades, right? So that would be another rule that needs to be worked in. How do you know which one to exit? Does that answer the question, Gilbert, or, or, or not? Cool, yeah. So basically my rule is, my rule instead of saying I can only enter two and not enter a third, is just I don't put myself in that position. So I set up my portfolio in a way where I'm not in a position to need a rule like that. Good stuff, good stuff. Any other questions on this? And that can be tough as you're building a portfolio, guys, if you if you want to have a rule like that. Because when you get to these when you get to these yen pairs, Aussie, New Zealand, you start to see a little bit more correlation than just like the major ones. Um, and you can be thrown off by it because if you have again, if you have a if you're testing a system, let's say it's a trend trading system um, and you got some trendy moves on those pairs is due to correlation. I mean. There's a good chance those may be some of your best results. You've got to kind of read in between the lines and be like, these are all the same signal. And, you know, although you may see this massive boost in your equity curve, you got to think about the downside. Well, what if it all goes against me as well? Am I willing to take that loss? All right. Next question. Um, we're going to break down a trading plan.